One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to this week's episode of Take It or Leave It, an advice-ish podcast hosted by these two assholes who still don't know their opening lines. You can find this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play Music. I'm your host, Meredith Masony. And I'm your host, Tiffany Jenkins. This podcast will discuss all things marriage, motherhood, everything in between. Please remember, we're not professionals at anything you may actually need. So any advice we give you could take or leave because it might be crap. On today's episode of the Poopcast, we are going to talk about overstimulation and not in a fun way. I was <laughs> I'm sure there could be a fun way for that, but it's not the one that we're talking about. Uh, also, my kid has been sick for like nine days and I've been to three different doctors. Um, dryer gate update for those of you who care about the laundromat. Anything else no you want to add? Not you, Tiffany. <laughs> Not me. I don't give a don't. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I feel like I have a couple of backup topics if we need it, but I think taking a more natural conversational approach and seeing where the world leads us mm. is the way to go because it's like a mystery. Choose your own adventure. Oh, I love those books. Plot twist situation. Choose your own adventure. Which is funny because I am the least spontaneous person on the planet. <laughs> I actually hate spontaneity. Really? Hate it. I mean, I'm not surprised no, by that. I it actually when I watch a TV show and somebody does something spontaneous, my sphincter muscles contract. It makes oh. me upset and angry. Okay. I'm not even kidding. I don't I you use the word sphincter a lot. Like that, more than who I am as a person. The average person. It's like, you know, when people are like, oh, my spirit animal is a whatever. No, I'm just a sphincter in human form. Constantly (laughs) contracting. Okay. (laughs) Let's get to it. I told you, though, there's more sphincters than the anus. A sphincter is any muscle that controls whether or not like a fluid or something. I don't know why. You don't care. You feel like right. I want to know this, though. Like, was it my face? Did mm-hmm. something give you the impression that I wanted to talk about? I was fluids? just trying to drop some knowledge on you about sphincter muscles. They can be found in the esophagus. Uh, they can be found inside of the digestive tract. And, of course, the the one everyone knows, which is as you leave the digestive digestive tract, the anus, one of the largest sphincters in the body. Thank you. Okay. Well, I mean, the more you know. Okay. Um, So why are we talking about overstimulation today, Meredith? Uh, So, of course, um, I feel like the number one reason people are on social media is for memes. (laughs) At least maybe maybe it's just me, but I love memes and I love a good one. And so I don't know the, I don't know who wrote this. Or whatever. And I guess it was more of a post than a meme. I don't even fucking know anymore anything about life. But it said, why does everybody assume that the mom who snaps is always angry? Maybe it's just that she has been overstimulated because her name has been called 900 times while she was cooking dinner, while simultaneously doing laundry, while feeding the dog, while checking someone's homework, you know, while probably having to take a shit, but she doesn't even have two seconds to do that on her own. And the snap is overstimulation. And it really, because like, yeah, I'm a ragey, angry person. Everybody here knows that. But I feel like nine times out of 10, when I do that snap, it's not out of anger. It's constant overstimulation. Right. Totally get it. A hundred percent. I think the problem with that is the kids don't know and they don't understand. And that's what I'm afraid of is that they, and so I've been working really hard to let them know after I I snap, it isn't you. I promise 
and I use the word overstimulated, which I don't know if that's good or not, but I just try to explain to them, like, listen, when there's a lot of loud noises and there's multiple people talking to me at the same time and there's a dog barking in the distance, mommy's brain, I don't say mommy, but Mm -hmm. my brain feels like it's on fire. And so my body naturally makes me seem tense and angry, but I'm not angry at you and I love you and it's not your fault and I'm working on it. Uh, That's my goal, but I don't always have that conversation every single time I snap. And I'm afraid that my kids are going to grow up to be like me where they're just reading people's faces to see what kind of mood they're in so that they can determine how to behave like the people pleaser. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm the opposite. I do no explaining. I don't actually even respond. I ignore them for a period of time until I can address them with whatever it is that they're bringing to me. Like, I don't even know how many times Brian, mom, mom last night while I was in the middle of like, I think it's because they're mine are older and they're watching me be actively in the middle of something while chronically calling my name. And it's like, all right, this this idiot is going to have to realize that I am in the middle of something at this moment in time. So I don't even acknowledge his presence until I've done what I was doing. And then I will turn and I will say, did you see that I was in the middle of something? Because I was. <laughs> what do you want? Now, do I think that's the appropriate response? Absolutely not. But if I don't do that, if I don't take that time to finish what I'm doing or whatever, then I do get extremely snappy. So I feel like I've chosen the lesser of the evils, but it's still pretty bad because I don't think you should ignore your children either. But I also think at 12, 14, and 17 years old, read the room. You should know that I'm in the middle of something. Like read the motherfucking room. Like you see me doing something. And it wasn't watching TV or whatever. Like I was now, I think most of the time the kids assume if I'm on my phone, it's to play something, right? Like be on an app or whatever. But I was responding to a business email that needed my attention because there was some zoom call or something and people were shuffling around and I was trying to think in my head, okay, what day is horseback? What day is this? What day is that? Cause I need to know if I can make this time or that time. And when that shouting comes in and I'm trying to juggle those schedule things, And let's be honest, everybody does 99% of their business on their phone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it might look like I was scrolling for some new, uh, uh, I don't know, whatever the fuck I would buy online. Anal plug. I was thinking more of a new pet nightlight um, because Ruth is afraid of the dark. And we're working through that as a family. Um, But, you know. Two very different things. (laughs) Yeah, I was actually, I've been doing a lot of searching for... Um, pet anxiety things because she has uh, attachment issues. Uh, the second I leave her, uh, you know, her eyesight, she panics. So I'm trying to find things that will calm her down if if I end up going out on tour. Okay. So that's a whole other subject. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Um... So let, let me ask you this. Let's say Ruth could talk. Mm. Wouldn't You know what? If there was one thing I could wish for. And what if you were trying to schedule Zoom calls and Ruth was trying to talk to you? What would your response be? Yes, baby. How can I help you? <laughs> right? Exactly. Well, that paints me in a very poor light. I don't think so. Mm. I think it 
I think it's just. Listen. Now I ignore her when she starts giving me those nose those nose pushes because she wants to go out. I, I ignore her just the same. But the dogs or the dogs, the kids always say, "You love the dog more than us." And you I'm are like, too. Whenever you talk about your kids, you're one person. Whenever you talk about Dave, you're another person. Whenever you talk about Ruth, you're like this soft woman mm-hmm. in a sundress frolicking through a field of oh my God. And I don't know who she is, but I'm trying to see if we can bring her out more often around the it's house. It's probably because Ruth doesn't talk that I feel that right. way because she doesn't require anything of me other than being fed and loved. That's fair. And That's she, fair. She, all she does is give me unconditional emotional support. Right. That's okay. all this dog does. Look, you, I'll show you right now. Where is she? Right next to me. Right there. That's a good point. You make a good point. I'm Listen, my kid, I, I don't know what it's like to have kids your age. I have kids who, you know, I'm in the middle of something and they're like, mom. And I'm like, hey, can you give me just a second until I finish this? And then it's like I never said that sentence and they just continue talking. So I was wondering if I could go to my friends. Right. I, I know that you're wondering about something, but I cannot focus on two things at the same time. And right now I have to focus on this. But I'm your child. You should love me more. No, mm. I totally do. I absolutely do love you more. Um, I just I have a time limit for dealing with this task. Yeah, but Taylor has to go to gymnastics soon. So that's also a time limit. And I'm like, I get it. But if I ask you to please just give me one moment, I need one moment. But they don't have concept of time. I know, but I think what aggravates me even more is that 35-second explanation while you're still not getting the task done. Mm-hmm. that's what gets me right. Like, so that's why I just ignore the whole thing. Cause like, I'm not going to explain to you why I can't talk to you right now. I can't. Uh, do you know what would happen if I tried to ignore it and pretend like it wasn't happening? I'm sure I bet, I'd get punched in the side of the face. Look, I'm, I'm positive. You're in a different, a whole different stage. Like I don't have the, those types of mom, 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 mom. It's always mom. I want money. Mom, I want to pierce my nose. Mom, I want to tattoo my eyelids. Like, get the fuck out of here, okay? Like, all day Wednesday, Sophia's like, well, when can I get my nose pierced? You have your nose pierced. And I was like, I got my nose pierced at 41. Mm -hmm. Are you 41? Because I don't think you are. Well, I'm not asking for a face tattoo. I was like, at 18, tat it up. Tat the whole fucking face, kid. Go for it. Let's see how that goes for you. I I wish you well, Post Malone. Okay? I wish you nothing but the best. All right, Posty? But that's not... I was like, but we don't live there yet. You're 14. Put this in your set. Jesus. But I mean, but that's the thing is you're sitting there and it's like, she's like, I'll I'll tattoo the inside of my lip. I'm like, good for you. Good for... I'm I'm glad you have goals. At least I know that you one day want to grow up with, with an inner lip tattoo. And that makes me sleep better at night. Like, what the fuck, kid? All while we're sitting in the car right before I'm trying to go and do an interview on a a TV show for the tour that may slash may not happen. And she's talking about nose piercing. She's like, well, I didn't ask for my belly button. And I'm like, I don't know what that means. Mm. I don't even know what that means. my own belly button in seventh grade. You know what she told me she'd do? I'll go on Sheen and I'll get a nose piercer and I'll do it myself. And I said, okay. I said, I guarantee you that the second you went to pull that trigger with that thing shoved up your nose, you'd have some second and third thoughts because it hurts like a bitch. Mm. It is not easy. And I said, and I highly, I highly recommend you don't pierce your own face because it's on your face. Mm. She goes, well, I'll run away. I'll run away and I'll, and I'll go get it pierced. And I go, what money do you have and what mode of transportation will you be running from us on? Because you ain't got no money. You ain't got no car. You ain't got no job. Hmm. What are you going to do? And then she just went back to negotiating. How about 16? Shut up. How about hmm. 17? Shut up. And that's life. That's what's coming for you, just so you know. Um, and it's a, I, it's a real blast. Honestly, like I'm not going to put my kids on blast, but I feel like that would be a blessing. 
compared to poop being smeared on the walls over and over. No <laughs> it's all different. Times, no matter how many times I say, if you're having issues, please call me in here. <laughs> Don't. They're still bear clawing it down there? I guess so, dude, because I swear... <laughs> Listen, I don't like to embarrass my kids, so that's all I'm going to say. But I'm just saying, like, things are – it's very weird to me how I I sometimes wonder, like, are they intentionally not listening? Are they enable, incapable of, like, absorbing information and storing it and referring to it in the future? Are we strictly or, talking about toilet paper here or other things as well? Everything. Okay. Everything, dude. Mm. Every morning – we do the same thing, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, mm -hmm. you have to put clothes on your body. Mm -hmm. You know, you got to put socks and shoes on mm -hmm. and get your hair brushed. So why are you sitting naked on the couch trying to play Roblox? I asked like Dave the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's so frustrating. Dude. I get it. I do. And it does. Yeah, it just changes. I shouldn't have said that to you. I shouldn't have said this is what's waiting for you because that was rude. And no, I didn't mean it in a rude way, but I you're right. Mean, but, but it is, it's just, it's, you just trade out one phase right. for another. It's just right. like this constant, like swippy swap, swippy swap. And, and that's why I think it's important to like, as stupid and annoying as it sounds, when you're in whatever phase you're in, like just be present and just take it for what it is because like there was a phase where I was uh, chasing the kids around and I couldn't leave them alone out of my sight because they do some dangerous wild shit. And so my life was just spent like chasing them around and I was miserable and I couldn't sit down for long periods of time. I couldn't shower. I couldn't do anything. And now they're pretty chill. Right. And I get to do all those things, but they don't want to hang out with me anymore. And so there's pros and cons to every phase. And I kind of miss the phase where, you know, my son like had conversations with me, even though he was dangling from the ceiling fan at the time. Like, I don't know what I'm saying. I think that Parents. that comes back though. Like parts and pieces of it come back, right? Because like your zero to five is very physical parenting. Ooh, yeah. It's very physical parenting because you're not only are you on mentally but you're on physically 24/7 because they're mm. they're trying to they're trying to kill themselves. Yes. Uh, by jumping off of things and ingesting yes. things and sticking fingers into things and it's nonstop. Mm. Yeah. And then you know you get into this whole kindergarten maybe first grade thing and then you move into this next phase where it is a little more of you can leave them because they do have some knowledge of the world around them and you can, you know, that you could take a shower or go for a walk around the block or whatever, and they're going to survive. Um, but there is a shift because they've realized that they have more, uh, self-control and then therefore they, they look at that self-control as the ability to have, um, what's the word that I want to use there? Uh, independence, which mm -hmm. is tricky because they're really not smart enough to be completely independent, nor do they have the means like with Sophia or mode of transportation or money to do so. But they right. fight you with that independence, even though they are still 99% dependent on you, right. which is a huge struggle. So that's a lot of mental struggle. Then I feel like you get into this next phase of like puberty or whatever, where just all the rules are gone and every emotion and hormone come into play. And it's just utter insanity all of the time because one second they're fine. The next second they're crying. They don't know why. Um, and, and then you go, then you move to a whole other phase in high school, which is, which is weird because they sort of come back around because they want to let you in on some of the things, but not really influence their decision on it. They might listen to you talk about like what may or may not be the right thing to do, but they've already made in their brain, the decision that they're going to do what they want, no matter what. And then the next phase, cause like we've been spending almost every night in the evenings with Matthias looking at colleges. So he has just been doing like setting up his YouTube channel and his Instagram and all of these things to post his videos for pole vaulting to get all that information out to the coaches. And he was upset last night cause he got a denial email of from a college saying, 
you know, we're not really interested at this point because you didn't, you didn't reach the marks for our, um, uh, what's the word recruiting standards. And I said to him, well, buddy, you're, you haven't even gone to districts, regionals or States yet. Odds are you're probably going to hit their mark in the next month and a half. Cause you're close. Mm-hmm. You're right on the line. So that denial is probably going to turn into a, we're going to look at you in a month. So just go back and say, thank you so much for um, reaching back out to me. I'll let you know as soon as I hit that standard. Mm-hmm. Cause they're not saying no forever. They're saying, no, I can't look at you right now because you didn't hit that mark. And yeah, he was but- only maybe six inches from that mark, which he could have tonight at a meeting. Right. right? So I was like, don't look at this as the door has been slammed shut. You know, they opened the door and were like, maybe next time now they could open it again. You know, it's not locked. It's not sealed. It's not concrete, you know, but that Mm -hmm. is, they feel it like it's concrete. Yeah. I get it. So I was like, that's it. I was like, it's okay. We'll just keep, you know, keep moving. But gosh, the just, it reminds me of, of waiting tables and being in the weeds and you feel like you'll never get to the end of the service, but, but you always did, you know, you always made it to the end. That just gave me real trauma feelings. And being in the weeds? Yeah, that was before I knew I had anxiety. Oh. And uh, I I would go back to the waitress area and be like, does anybody else feel like they want to die? That death would be an easier option than do it. Like, is anybody else on the verge of punching something? Mm. I couldn't understand why I was reacting the way I was reacting and everyone seemed fine. And now I get it. I get it. I could never... I mean, if I had to, of course, if I had to go back to waiting tables, that's probably what I would do for a profession if I had to. But I, I would quit probably after the first busy shift. There's no, I'd walk out. Well, it's not easy. But anyway, so, um, this parenting expert has some tips for when you're overstimulated. Okay. Let's hear them out. They're pretty funny. Well, well, this one's okay. It's like, accept your temperament. We all need to identify what triggers us and come to terms with our own limitations. For me, too much noise and nonstop interaction with my children tries my patience and drains my reserves. Maybe you can tolerate your kids' loud voices, but seeing their clutter everywhere sends you over the edge. When I finally admitted that hiring a babysitter for a few afternoons a week made me more relaxed and fun when I was with my kids, we all started having a better time together. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, prioritize downtime. I don't even want to read it because I just feel like everybody says that, like make it a priority. Obviously we should, but it's not easy because downtime is usually spent obsessing about all the things you should be doing or could be doing and uh, simplify your schedule. A big trip to Target with your kids might be manageable, but make it your only errand followed by low key time for everybody. Like, is it, is that an option to make it your only errand? I just feel like a lot of times these experts forget that life doesn't happen inside of a bubble and that life is what always gets in the way of life. And that's, what's tough when they dole out expert opinions. And I'm not saying that the information that this one is giving isn't relevant but at the same time, it's like, what? Do you know what I do with my downtime? I fold more laundry. I do more dishes. I figure out what else I can be doing next. Do And people are like, well, stop wearing that like a badge of honor. I'm like, who's fucking wearing it like a badge of honor? If I don't do it, it doesn't get done. Mm. And that's not me being proud that I'm doing it. It's the fact that it has to happen because tomorrow I'm going to get up again, God willing, and I'm going to have to start my day doing X, Y, and Z. So I'm not going to be able to get back to this, especially now since I've started working outside of the house again. Mm-hmm. That's been insane because yeah. I am a creature of habit. Mm-hmm. So I know what I do in the morning. I walk out. I do the dishes. I clean the cat litter. I feed the dog. I feed the cats. I pick up all the laundry. I start a load of laundry. I go back in and make sure that there's no clutter on the countertops and in the living room and here and there. Then I put in my coffee. Then I take my coffee. I come into the office. I start working on whatever. Listen, bitch. It is my routine. 
It's a lot. And now that I can't do that because I'm running out the door at 8 a.m. to go fold other people's laundry, when I get home, chaos in the evenings. Dude, we're so different as human beings, you and I. My routine, I wake up, uh, I take my meds. I'm like, what am I going to do today? I should probably work out. I don't really feel like working out right now. Maybe after coffee, I'm going to do, I'm going to go sit on the couch for a sec and drink some coffee and watch some videos until my coffee kicks in. Uh, and then I'm on the couch and it's three hours later and I'm like, Oh my God, I haven't done anything. I need to do everything. And then I just like speed clean and send out a million emails And then I get really tired after like 20 minutes of doing that. And so then I take a nap and then I wake up and feel so guilty. And then I just like talk bad about myself for a little while. And then I pick up some stuff and then I sit on the couch and I'm like, should I make a painting? Should I design some merch? I should probably make a video. Uh, My kids are going to be off of school soon, so I'm not going to have time to start. And I might as well just sit here until they need to be picked up. And then when they come home, maybe while they're doing their homework, I'll accomplish more. And then I just spend the rest of my night um, wondering what I should be doing. And then I don't do anything. That is my version of hell. A hundred percent. Yeah. And that's tough. Yeah. I and I, I mean that like in the best way that I no, could possibly mean I'm, it. I appreciate your honest response. Because if I sit still, I will I will die. I will the fiery death will come to me if I that's how what that's what my brain says to me. If you sit still for even a second, everything bad that could possibly happen in the universe will happen. So you better keep moving. That's what my brain tells me. So yeah. You, you internalize your anxiety and it paralyzes you physically, Mm. mentally, emotionally, probably as well. Yeah. Where mine tells me that if I even stop for a second, everything that could, like all of the plagues from the Bible will come. Mm. Locusts and shit, biblical things will happen. And I'm jealous Because if that happened to me, I feel like I would be exhausted and overwhelmed, but like accomplished. But I never feel accomplished ever. Overwhelmed and unaccomplished. Yeah. But no matter what version it sounds like that we have or how we deal with it, neither of us go to bed and put our head on on the pillow at night Mm -hmm. thinking, man, what a great day. Right. How sad is that? How fucked up is that? We're a mess. Well, so how does it, I mean, okay, uh, what's the answer? Oh, there's like, no answer. I mean, there I mean, has to be. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. I, I think it has to do with perspective shifts. Probably. And recognizing, like, listen, dude, don't let the world make you think that you're supposed to be doing something a certain way in order to be happy because happiness comes from dumb little things and just pick up little tokens of happiness throughout the day instead of thinking that it's waiting at the end of some road that we have to get to by bedtime. Right. No, I get, I get that. And I, I think the journey is the part that people ignore the most because they want the end result, but it really mm-hmm. is. There are things in the journey, but like right now, so, so I'm, I'm supposed to be starting this tour. The first date is Tuesday. 
There's two shows Tuesday and Wednesday in Jacksonville, and then next month there's two shows in Jacksonville, and then I'm supposed to be on the road in Connecticut. I keep saying supposed to because I can't manage to sell tickets. I cannot really? for the life of me sell tickets for this show. I have spent an obscene amount of money on ads, on advertising for Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, you name it. I've done live TV. Um, there have been some press releases. And for whatever reason, and these are the things that all of your agents and your managers and your people say, do not admit to this ever to the public. <laughs> Never admit that you are not selling tickets. But I can't not admit that because it feels like a lie. You know what I mean? Like, because I know it. So I just blab it to everybody else, right? So the shame spiral started the other day when I was going on TV and I did this wonderful interview with River City Live. It's a local TV show. That's a morning show. They're great people. I, I did it. I've done it once before. They invited me to come back in May. Um, and on the interview, I am calm. I look nice. My hair is brushed. I'm talking about the show. I'm talking about how excited I am. But then I left there with such a pit in my stomach because I'm like, I don't, I don't even know if they're going to do the show because they could pull the plug at any second and just say that you haven't sold enough tickets. Like we're not even going to let you in the door. And then it just cascaded into me feeling guilty because I haven't sold the tickets, me feeling bad for the venues because they brought me in as the act, me feeling bad for the people who are going to get told the show is canceled. Then me feeling bad for the fact that I'm trying this as a solo act and clearly I can't sell tickets if I don't have other people helping me or other acts helping me. And then I just go down and down and yeah. down and down and down. So then I'm sitting on the couch last night and I'm scrolling and I see an ad from the Comedy Zone that says, grab your tickets. You know, Meredith Mason is going to be here next week, April 18th and 19th. Da, 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 da. So there's two comments underneath. Mm. And of course, I have to click the comments, right? Oh, so there's two comments. The first gentleman says, gentlemen, the first gentleman says, of course, where's Tiffany Jenkins? <gasps> Question mark. Because I'm because I, I, so then I'm like, obviously, because I'm her assistant. Um, oh my God, obviously, that's why this man says that second gentleman says, she's awful. I cannot believe you're having her there. I have no idea how she's made it this far. Ooh. Two comments, both gentlemen. I send it to Dave. I take a screenshot, of course, right? Because now I have to look at this a hundred more times before bed. And Dave goes, why are you shocked that two guys don't like you? That's not exactly. your demographic. And I said, exactly. I know. I said, the first comment is what I thought was funny slash hurtful. And I wanted to jump in front of a bus. And he goes, don't know why that upset you either. You know, everybody thinks you're Tiffany's assistant. And I was like, well, you're right about that. I've been stopped in the grocery store. You're Tiffany Jenkins friend. I am. I've been stopped. Oh, are you the lady who shoots her videos? Oh yeah, that's me. Um, and, and then, you know, you just go and the, and it continues, right? The shame spiral continues. Yeah. I eventually word vomited on my comedy coach. Um, but the phone dropped, the phone call dropped like three times because we were in the middle of a thunderstorm. And then at one point my phone just went black and said SOS, which had never happened before. And I was like, okay, so the universe is saying to cancel the show. Which one? Which one what? Is it all the shows or is it just one? Oh, everything. Everything. I want to dig a hole and throw everything into the hole. I want to light it on fire and I want to run away. All of it. Cause this is where I'm at. Like, cause I, and I sent an email out to my manager or booking agent, whatever you want to call him. And I was like, I cannot afford to spend more money than I'm spending right now to advertise for these shows, to not sell tickets. And if that's the case, we have to be very realistic about what the options are because I can't afford it. I can't spend more money than I'm going to make, um, performing, because I can't get people, to, I can't entice people to buy tickets. So that just gives you, so I'm just being brutally honest, right? Like this is, there's literally, this is all I have. And the thing is, is I'm like a three strikes you're out kind of gal. So like, this is my third attempt at going solo. The first two were strikes. This is my third one. If I strike out, it's like time to put the, it's put the bat down, figure something else out. 
right? Like that's where I'm at. So that's where my headspace is with the, with the tour. And I think it's just, and Dave's like, well, you need to stop feeling sorry for yourself. I was like, none of me is feeling sorry for myself. All of me is trying to figure out no, what I, to do next. I disagree with that statement. It's in our line of work. It's so hard not to take lack of enthusiasm about what we're doing personal mm. because it's us. Yeah. It's just me. It's us. So if nobody is watching the videos, if nobody wants tickets to the show, how can you not feel? I mean, I get what his point is, but I, I'm the queen of assuming everybody hates me all the time. And so I, I get where you're at and I would be the same exact way. Um, I'm sorry that you ha have to feel this and go through this. It, it sucks, dude. It takes a lot of balls to put yourself out there and leave your family behind to go pursue a dream. And you want it more than anything, but if for whatever reason the seats aren't being filled it's devastating and it, and I hate it. I hate that you have to feel that. And it feels awkward saying this after your, your comments about the guy's comment about being my assistant and stuff. But like, you know, if there's anything I can do no, like no. now that you've told me this, like if you want whatever, dude, we could talk about it apart from this, but just know that whatever you need from me to help you, promote it. Not that you need me, but if it would help, my goal is for you to pursue a dream. So I don't care how you get there. Right. But, but for me, I only told you this because you've heard this before, right? Like I've told you where I've been stopped in public and I've told you these things. And the thing is, is I like being a part of a couple with you in the sense of like, not that kind of couple. Don't look at me like okay. that. You weird. I like being, I like that people associate us together because no, it, because we are part of a couple, you know, we have our podcast, we've done videos before we did the last tour, you know, stand. And I love sharing a stage with you. I know you right. don't, I know that it's like your least favorite thing to do to be in front of people. But for me, there's always that comfortability with you. And it's because we are like the odd couple. We're so different. And yet we always figure out how to make it, how to make it work. You know, even when we're annoyed with each other, because we've been annoyed with e each other before and we've, you know, had feelings, but we always have managed to be like, this, this is the truth. This is what I think. This is my truth. And, you know, mm -hmm. and then you have yours and we've always managed in our friendship for years to be able to understand that our differences make us stronger as a partnership, whatever that is that we're doing. So it doesn't yeah. bother me because people do look for you when they see me because you're like, you're my, you're my Oscar, you know, or whatever from the odd couple. Like it's, it's a, it's a good thing. But at the same time, when I'm trying to do something like this, where it is a solo venture, it, it's like, oh, oh my gosh, I don't think I can do this by myself. I don't think I can sell the tickets. And I even said to my comedy coach, I was like, I have a lot of friends that are touring right now, different genres in the sense of all comedians, but like different groups, like we've got the moms, you know, and like, they've got the teachers and they've got the, this and they've got, and I was like, and I just keep seeing their ads up, sold out, sold out, sold out, sold out. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. And he's like, well, you have, you asked them, how are they advertising? What are they doing? And I was like, yeah. And most of them, I think I feel like have been honest with me and it's not like I'm doing or spending less or whatever than them. Like we're kind of all in line, but they're selling tickets and I just can't. And so it's very personal, no matter what anybody says, because even the, the woman who does my ads, she's like, your ads are performing so well. People are going to the page and she's showing me click throughs and it's like they get there and then they don't buy tickets. And you're like, what does that mean? Like they got all the way there and then they were like, mm, I'd rather sit at home and stare at this wall than listen Can, to that woman. Is there, is there a way to, you don't have like a, like a video promo, do you? 
Yeah, I have a bunch of different things that are out right now. No, I know. I've seen them. But I mean about the tour specifically, about you, about the tour, like a like a sizzle, like a thing that we did. Um, well, not a full thing because I haven't been out on the road yet, but I have like I've been sharing clips of my jokes from the other one. Yeah, I've been doing little promos where it's just, you know, me talking to camera or doing whatever we've put some, you know, other stuff out. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. It it comes down to I'm a fixer, dude. My capabilities of of what of of where I'm at. And, And I think because I carry I I automatically assume guilt and then I want to figure out the the fix for everybody else the fix for the the venue the fix for the people who I'm going to cancel on the fix for this the fi- and it's and it's hard because you know I was I was trying to cuz I don't I don't plan on canceling Tuesday and Wednesday shows right like that's right around the corner so even if nobody shows up to Tuesday and Wednesday shows and like they still have me on like I have to perform but I'm talking about next month like what to do if you know if I can't if I if I if tickets are still in the toilet like what is the fix for this so that's where I'm at well I'm I'm not gonna try to fix it right now but I love you and I think you're amazing Mm -hmm. and you deserve to do this. And I'm sorry that you have to go through all those internal feelings of conflict, feeling like you're a burden, feeling like you're not good enough. Um, it's, it's not true as somebody who knows you, but there's nothing I could say to make you understand it or feel better because I, I get it. And I've been there and, um, I appreciate you, but while all of that is going on, I also have Sophia has been sick for eight days. There's some virus going around. I think it's called the adenovirus. So there's two viruses right now that are just tearing through houses with kids. Rhinovirus, which is the poop one. It's where they get the terrible diarrhea. And I think Dave said it was called adenovirus because he had to take her yesterday because I was working at the laundromat. And adenovirus, I can tell you that this poor kid has been sick with an upper respiratory infection, a sore throat, clogged ears, double pink eye. Mm. She then, because the virus is raging so bad through, through her, she has psoriasis. And she's having a psoriasis flare in her ear. It's inside her ear canal, coming out on her ear, her earlobe, the tops of her ears. It is so red, so inflamed, so painful and itchy all because she has this virus. So then I go to the dermatologist and I'm like, what, what can we do about this ear? What's the matter? I was just making sure the alarm was disarmed. I told him that the alarm was on. Yeah. He'll disarm it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he'll have to. He can do it from his phone. Yeah. So anyway, so she then gives me a prescription and she's like, this stuff will work great. A couple of days, it'll take care of that flare. Da, 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 da. Then you do this, this, and this or whatever. Right. So then I go to the pharmacy. They're like, so your insurance doesn't cover this. It'll be $1,900. I was like, what? I was like, it's psoriasis medication for my daughter. And they're like, yeah, but it's your insurance requires a pre-authorization and they will not give it to you. So do you want it? It's $1,900. I don't want it. It's $1,900. So then I'm calling the doctor's office back. Then the doctor's office is calling our insurance. The insurance refused to allow Sophia to have it. So then they had to give her two separate, um, medications, which the doctor didn't want to give her because they're painful to put on. They hurt when you put it on the psoriasis, Mm -hmm. it burns and it feels awful. And she's like, I'm really sorry, but your insurance won't approve this. So we have to give her this medication. She said, it'll work, but it's much harder to get on kids because it's painful. So they don't want you to apply it. Right. So I'm sitting in there sticking eye drops in her eyes for her double pink eyes, swabbing her ear with this painful, she's like, it feels like lava. I'm like, I need you to just sit still. Mm-hmm. Right. And she's a full grown adult, the size of a full grown adult at this point. I really don't, can't hold her down. It's not like she's two, right? I can't really hold her down. She's screaming in my face. I'm like, please don't, 
scream in my face. I don't also want this virus because I have shit I have to do. And I'm trying to swab the kid's ear. And it was just such a week of, Mm. you know, and now as soon as we get done with the podcast, I have to go in and dose her again for her eyes and her ears and her scalp and give her her antibiotics and this and that and the other thing. And she's been home all week. And I'm just thinking like this poor kid is going to have the week from hell next week trying to catch up on schoolwork. Yeah. So it's all of these things, you know? And so I'm just feeling like if I don't go on tour, one thing will stress one less thing to stress about. You know what I mean? So yes. I'm hoping well, I, my booking agent will call me back today because he did not reply to my email or my text yesterday. So I'm hoping he'll call me back today so we can make a plan. I think the universe has a cool way of making things happen that the way that they're meant to, even if it doesn't make sense to us, much like the conversation we had prior to the podcast mm-hmm. about how my procrastination on a specific thing that has plagued me and caused me so much guilt and anxiety ended up being a really great thing. Mm -hmm. And so it's tough while you're going through it, but either way, one day you're going to look back and be like, that's why this happened. You know what I'm saying? And and I'll be honest with you. I, I, I finally have come to peace with the fact that if this is not what I'm supposed to be doing, that's okay too. I just want to know that I'm, I should be moving past it. Right. That's just where I'm at. Like, okay, if, if this isn't supposed to, because here's the thing, we all know I love laundry. I'll, I'll stay and just keep working shifts at the laundromat. I love laundry. I love being down at the laundromat. And I don't even necessarily know that if, well, yeah, I was going to say it doesn't, if you can't sell tickets or whatever to this, that doesn't mean forever. You can never do it. You know what I'm well, saying? Well, it would mean for a good long while, I wouldn't even attempt it again. Right. Because I just don't like I it's like it's like beating the dead horse. That's what it feels like. It's like he's dead, bitch. Stop kicking him. Like, let it go. You know, like that's that's where I feel like I am in my head. Like, just stop. Stop kicking him. He's not going to he's not going to get back up. So because I do have other things that I could be doing or spending more time with, you know, and I like being at the laundromat. I like working those shifts. I like, um, you know, expanding our businesses in other ways. I have something else that I'm working on right now that I was supposed to get out into the mail two days ago and I haven't gotten to it yet that I'm, that I've been working on. So there's plenty to be doing. It's just hard because you know how like, and I don't know if this is the right example to go back and forth with you on, but anytime you talk about painting and the feeling you get when you like feel like you have something that you want to put on a canvas. Mm Mm-hmm. That's how I feel about when I'm writing jokes and I want to like put them out there, but I don't have to be on a stage to do that. I mean, I do it pretty much every day on the internet anyway. Right. So maybe it's not, maybe I just see that other people are doing it. So then the jealousy in me says, well, then I want to do it too, you know, cause that could very well be it. Right. Cause that, cause I love to write jokes. I do. I mean, I've said it before, my long-term goal when my kids are older is I want to be a writer for a TV show because I love to write jokes. I love to write storylines. I love to to do those things. But right. that doesn't mean I have to be on stage to do it. Right. And I don't need any more stress. I mean, I have just been like swallowing stress. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like I've just been eating it for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Right. So I don't know. I'm sorry. It's, look, I'm just here being honest with my truth. I know. And I just, I hate it. I hate that, that, that you're experiencing all this stress and I get it. And I think a lot of people get it because life is super stressful. I just, I don't like that you're going through it and I wish I could help or fix it somehow. Yeah. But I, but I think you're right. I think we have to go through these things to, to learn and figure it out. And there's obviously a reason that I'm going through it. I have to figure something out. There's the, you know, the universe is trying to tell me something. Literally when my phone went black in the middle of me word vomiting this yesterday to my comedy coach and the phone said SOS, I was like, okay, I think maybe this is supposed to be done. Maybe I need to be done with this because 
save our souls is literally coming over my phone right now. S O S like mm. Mm, my soul needs something crack, probably crack. Cocaine. It needs me. I think that's oh, what it is. I thought we it was should plan a weekend. Methamphetamines. Okay. Oh, well, no, not that. I'd love for you to come. I'd love to come. <laughs> Weirdo. Yeah. Got really weird. <laughs> yeah. You can have the house anytime. What house? The Airbnb. No, I'm staying with you. Oh, well, I didn't. Okay. That's what I was. It's way more fun at the Airbnb. There's no kids there. Okay. Are you coming or are you? Of just... course. Okay. I don't want to just be housed. I no, want... we could go to the house away from the children. I'll bring the dog. Well, <laughs> I think we should plan it. Yeah. I think you need me in your life. <laughs> I do. I, I really do. It It, it is. Uh, that's the other thing. Like there have been a lot of positives about moving here. Um, but it is really hard to be on an island. Do you know what I mean? Like no family, um, no other additional support. Um, you know, not to be able to just be like, let's, and I did, I mean, obviously we've been podcasting for three years now since I moved and we've been doing it this way over the phone and not being in the same room. But then we had that fix back when we were touring and we knew we'd see each other, not at our houses, but we knew we'd see each other at the next venue, at the next hotel and not having any, like, when are we going to hang out, hang out again? Because it is hard, you know, and and you more than any other person on this planet knows what it is like to feel like you don't have family because Mm. you fucking are an orphan who doesn't have a family. And I just don't have anybody here because I decided to move three years ago. And that has been a tough pill to swallow. I do love the area. I think it's way better for the kids. I think the kids have really found a space that they enjoy and they have friends and all of these things, but we're just, you know, it is hard to not have a, a, a family support system. So it's tough, but you make choices in life. Yeah. God, what a fucked up episode. I know. Well, listen, it, t- it went where it needed to go. I, I have to go to the bathroom really bad. Okay. Well, we're, we, we, we got a solid hour in. Okay. I'll allow it. All right. Perfect. Well, let me know if you need anything, dude. Yeah, I will. We'll try, we'll try this again next week. For next another week, we're going to have good news for you guys. Uplifting shit coming, coming your way. Literally next week's episode is going to be nothing but uplifting stuff. I, I'm going to gather the topic. Yeah, I'll promise it. So I don't care if an asteroid hits your house this week, <gasps> Meredith. We're not talking about it. Wow. You know, it's gonna be, we it's should gonna not be tempt fate. Positive. All right. Well, join us next week for another. <laughs> yeah, that's because that's my line, bitch. Okay. That's why the universe punched you in the throat in the middle of your sentence. Join us next week for another episode of Take It. Or Leave It, an advice-ish podcast hosted by two struggling moms, who have no idea idea what we're we're doing. doing. Sorry to be such a wet blanket, guys. We love you. Okay, bye. Bye.